Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. It's my honor and privilege this morning to uh, introduce to you someone that my my parents had mentioned to me uh, a few years ago. They attend Manasquan United Methodist Church, and they told me about this, this gentleman who was a fantastic speaker, had an incredible testimony, a true man of God, gracious and loving. And, and I thought, that sounds too good to be true. But then I met Michael Norton, and I found out, I was reminded that your parents are always right. Um, so this morning, Michael is here with us, with his family, and, um, and he is an incredible speaker, a wonderful man of God, and everything that my parents had mentioned. So would you please welcome him and um, give him uh, your, I don't even know, I'm, I'm lost. Um, please welcome Michael. Thank you. That's awful humbling, <laughs> I have to tell you. Happy Sunday. It's good to be in the house of God, isn't it, together? I'm just honored and humbled to, to be among you today. So um, is it okay if I invite God in with a quick prayer to, uh, to bless this message? Father God, we are so blessed to be here in your house. We are so blessed to be here as we start Advent and we look to you with hope. And we hope today, Lord, that whatever message that I do share, it touches the hearts and the minds and the actions and the thoughts of all those who hear it. And we ask for your blessing on this message, and we hope that everything that we do share here today, Lord, honors and brings you glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So probably about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, I think it started, maybe, uh, remember the ice bucket challenge? Remember that? Anybody do it? Anybody say ice bucket challenge? I did it too, right? You fill up a bucket of water, hold a bunch of ice in it, and you dump it over your head, right? And it went viral. Millions and millions of people did this. They did it to raise awareness for ALS and to raise money for ALS. It was, it was actually pretty cool. And now we still see a lot of those challenges happening out there. Some are pretty fun and, and cutesy, right? There's the random act of kindness challenge, um, the 10-year challenge where you take a picture of yourself, from 10 years ago and then picture yourself today and be brave enough to put it out there on, on social media. All kinds of crazy dance challenges. But there's another challenge that I, I really like and maybe some of you are doing this as well. Have you heard of the gratitude challenge? Anybody familiar with the gratitude challenge? It's where you make a commitment for any period of time. It could be three days, it could be one day, it could be 10 days, it could be a year. Uh, and a lot of that is going around. A friend of mine in Denver, his name is John Broken and um, He's in Denver, but he actually happens to be out here in Philadelphia this week celebrating Thanksgiving with his friends and family. Uh, he's, today is day 133 for John. He expresses his gratitude every day. He puts it on social media, and he doesn't just do three things. He's got a list of about 10 things every single day. And it's not these big, audacious, great things that he's grateful for. It's something as simple as, I'm grateful that I had breakfast with my son before he went to school today. 
And I'm grateful I was able to you know, work alongside my coworker and, and you know, resolve a problem. I, he lives in Denver. He says, I'm grateful for the way the sun is reflecting, the sunrise is reflecting off the mountaintops, right? It's just these beautiful things just to show this sign of gratitude. And I was thinking about that as, as I was getting ready for this sermon. And I thought about, well, here we are, the week of Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving was last week. It's the time of gratitude, right? Our attitude of gratitude. And we're rushing now towards Christmas, right? We know what that sprint feels like, right? It's like Thanksgiving over, Black Friday hits, and boom, we are off to the races, you know, for, for Christmas. But what if we just made a challenge that Thanksgiving, our attitude of gratitude, isn't just about Thanksgiving. We carry it with us throughout the rest of our, our lives, always being grateful for the little things, right, in life, even being grateful for some of the challenges that make us grow. So I thought about um, this and said, okay, what if it's a Thanksgiving challenge? And I looked at Ephesians 5.20. And Ephesians 5.20, and these are in your bulletin, by the way, uh, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, right? So what if we were able to do that? I don't know about all of you. Maybe you guys have this uh, similar tradition or you've been to somebody's home for Thanksgiving. Uh, anybody ever, you know, you're around the table and it either happens before the meal, during the meal, in between the meal and dessert or after dessert, when somebody says, okay, let's go around the table and say what we're grateful for. <laughs> that happen in, in some homes? Yeah. How many of you like hate that? Like you feel, <laughs> as a kid, when you're growing up, you're like, oh no, please, I don't, don't ask me, don't land, don't make me go first. Like I don't want to be the one to say that. And we all have our canned responses, right? We all know what that sounds like. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family, my friends, my children, my home, this meal, pumpkin pie, right? Giants, the Jets, the Eagles, the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, right? We're thankful for something, right? We're all thankful for something. So what if we said, what if we were brave enough or courageous enough to say, when it came our turn, I'm thankful for God. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Amen, so, amen is right. Thank you for that. What if we were brave enough to do that? Now, here's what happens. A few things can happen when, this, when you do this. If you're around your family and other believers and you know, people that go to church also, when you say that, they're going to be like, wow, that's good. I wish I would have thought of that first. <laughs> I wish I would have said that. Or if you're around a table where they're non-believers or they don't go to church, you might get a couple reactions. The first one might be like a jaw drop, like, what did he or she just say? Or they might be like, whoa, wasn't ready for that. Right? But here's another thing that happens if we do that. If we're brave enough, courageous enough to say, what are you grateful for? God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. After the meal is done and you go back to the, the living room and you're watching the football game, or you're in the kitchen cleaning up, or you're just outside and you know, you're talking amongst your friends, somebody might come to you and say, hey, you know that thing when you said what you were grateful for? And you said, Jesus Christ? Can you tell me more about that? Right? We're here. It's all about Jesus, as Joe said just a little bit earlier, leading people to Christ. What if through our attitude of gratitude, just being grateful, we led somebody to Christ because they see how grateful we are for all the blessings that he has bestowed upon us? Right? So it could sound like it doesn't have to be God, Jesus Christ, and, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for God's love. I'm grateful for God's mercy. I'm grateful for God's grace. I'm grateful for God's forgiveness, his kindness, his gentleness that he's always with me wherever I go. I'm grateful for his unconditional love, his unconditional forgiveness. 
It's unconditional mercy. I'm grateful for healing, for the miracles, for the joy I feel when I'm in the house of God, when I'm in God's word, when I feel God's presence, the joy that I'm overwhelmed with. I'm grateful for the hope that I find in Christ Jesus. I'm grateful for the hope that I find in Christ Jesus. I'm grateful because Jesus came to earth as both God and man, die on the cross to atone for my sins. I'm grateful for that. So when I think of that, I think of um, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 12, 1 Samuel 12, 24. It says, but be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Consider what great things he has done for you. So when you say, what are you grateful? I'm grateful for God. I'm grateful for Jesus. Because all of the great things he has done for me. Amen? So then... Um, Let's talk about this. The, the title of the sermon is Worship, the Ultimate and the Attitude of Gratitude. Uh, Zig Ziglar, famous motivational speaker, author, he, he, he was like the grandfather of that industry. He passed away in 2012. But he had this saying, he said, it's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. It's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. Right? It's not what we know. It's how we feel about God. We can study the Bible forever, and we know we're never going to understand it all. We're trying every day to understand it all, right? But we're never going to get there. It's our heart. It's not what we know, our aptitude. It's our heart that will determine our altitude. And every one of us in this church today, we have one thing in common, one goal, universal for everybody sitting here today. It's to go to heaven, to spend eternity with our, with our uh with Father God, right? That's our goal. So it doesn't matter. He doesn't care what we know. He cares about where our heart is with that. So the altitude, the, heaven is the ultimate highest altitude we can achieve. So think about it this way. Um, God gives us everything, every single thing God provides. The only, we can only give him three things. We can only give God three things, worship, praise, and love. Anything about service or any other things, they'll fall into one of those buckets. But the only thing we can give God is our worship and our praise and our love, right? And gratitude is part of that love. Gratitude is part of that worship. Gratitude is part of that praise, right? Our hope in Christ Jesus is part of that worship. In Psalm 118, 24, it reads, The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. He's done it this very day, today, this Sunday, November 27th. He's done it again. He did it yesterday. He's going to do it again tomorrow. He's going to bless every single one of us, right? And he blesses us. He gives, he gives us everything. You know, the, we all remember the story of, of you know, Peter out in the boat fishing, and they come back in. The fishermen come back in, to, and they didn't catch anything. And Jesus says, no, go back out. Lower the nets one more time. And they say, okay, Master, because you said so, we will do it. And they lower the nets. And now they can't, they can't even haul the nets in because they're overflowing with fish. The nets are so heavy. Whose fish were they? They, were God, they weren't Peter's fish. They were God's fish. Whose money is? We, our money is God's money. Our house is God's house. Our car is God's car. Our job is God's. Everything we have is because of God. The food on our table is because of God. It's because of God. And around this time of year, 
this is like the ultimate time in giving, right? You know, leading up to Thanksgiving and now from uh, Thanksgiving through Christmas. On your angel tree, here's a perfect example of, of that giving. And what we find is at this time of year, you, you kind of get anchored in these two, uh, one of two uh, ways, either a spirit of abundance or a spirit of scarcity. Abundance says, I'm a cheerful giver. Whatever you need, I'm giving it. Time, money, if I've got it, I'm ha- and I'm happy to do so. Scarcity says, I only have enough for me. Abundance says, there's plenty for everybody. Come on in. Even if we, there's not plenty for everybody. Even if you just had enough for your family and somebody was in need, you went, so everybody has a smaller portion, and there's plenty for everybody. Scarcity says, I only have enough, again, for myself. Abundance says, let me help you get whatever you want or need. You need me to help you move something. You need me to help you do something. You need money. If I can lift you up, because there's going to be times I'm going to need somebody to lift me up, but whatever I can do, I want to help you. That's abundance. Scarcity says, I don't have time. I don't have time. I only have time to do the things I need to do for myself. Right? There's a difference there. When you live with this, this attitude of gratitude, this spirit of worship and praise and love, there's no way you can live in that scarcity mindset. It's always about God's abundance and his love for us. Amen? Psalm 107, 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. When we're reading that scripture and thinking about that scripture, and again, if if entered into um, memorizing, trying to memorize scriptures, that's a good one because it's nice and short and easy, but yet it's so powerful. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. That's how we have that spirit of abundance as well, right? Now I want to give you four things to think about as a takeaway. So four tactical things. Just if you take away one of these and it resonates with you, you know, praise God. Uh, Maybe a couple will. The first one is just give thanks to God for walking with you every step of your life. When you first get out of bed in the morning, you put your feet on the ground. Thank God. When you walk into the kitchen to get your cup of coffee, give thanks to God. When you're walking through the halls at work, give thanks to God. When you're driving or commuting, give thanks. He's with you every step of the way in your life. Let's give him thanks. The second one is, and I'm guilty of not doing this, and I I study his word faithfully, is trust in God. Like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm just going so fast and so hard, and things happen in my life, challenges come up, something at work is going on, and I just try to resolve it on my own. Right? Anybody just leave God out of the equation. Trust enough in God to not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 4, 5, right? Lean not on our own understanding, but trust that he will be there for us. Trust in him to be there for us. The third one is every one of us goes through periods of you know, challenges and stress and fear, worry, doubt. We all do. It's not a matter if it's a matter when that happens, the seasons of our life. And uh, I have a friend, his name is Bob Bodine. He wrote a book called Two Chairs, the number two and chairs. I gave Pastor Joe a copy of this book. And uh, here's the premise. It's it's pretty simple. It's a great book, by the way. Uh, The premise is simple. You start out every day, and it can be two kitchen chairs, it can be two dining room chairs, two living room chairs, extra seat on your sofa, two two beach chairs. Here we are at the Jersey Shore. It can be two beach chairs, wherever you are. One for you and one for God. And you're inviting God to have a conversation with you. And even if there's a one in one millionth chance that he's going to show up, 
Wouldn't you take that if the creator of the universe was going to sit and chat with you? And you ask God three questions. And you can do this every day. You can do it while you're going through challenges, or you can, good, you can do it while you're going through awesome, big, great things, right? Celebrating victories in life. And here's the three questions. God, do you know my situation? And God will say, yes, I do. I'm God. <laughs> I know it all. Second question. God, is it too big for you? What is God saying? No, nothing's too big for me. I'm bigger than any challenge or problem that you have. I'm greater than any victory or celebration you can do. The third is, God, do you have a plan for me? And God will say, yes. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? I have a plan for you, says the Lord. Amen? Any one of those four, a couple, think about that. Oh, the last, I didn't even give you the fourth one. That was the third one. The fourth one is this. Just thank God for his faithfulness, his guidance. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. We, I, I'm in a couple of Bible studies and, and devotion groups, and you know, we're really into this part right now about the Holy Spirit being in our lives, and that we don't lean on the Holy Spirit. Who's, we were given the Holy Spirit, our strong helper in times of trouble. Let's lean it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, bring me through this situation. Right? Give God the thanks for his faithfulness and giving us a guide to help us in this life. So I'll, I'll close with this story, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm going to share a very recent story. So it happened two weeks ago, and uh, there was an executive. He was going to be building out a new team uh, in his company, and he was going to be hiring a lot of people. And he happened to be talking to a former colleague. Her name was Sue. And Sue said, hey, I know a bunch of people who you know, might be interested. Would you like me to send you, you know, their names if they're interested? And the gentleman says, yeah, sure, that would be awesome. And sure enough, she did. And uh, one of the people that she recommended, his name was Dave, uh, they scheduled an interview. And since Dave lived in Cleveland, uh, they did it, this through a um, Zoom, like a virtual meeting. They used the, the, the Zoom platform. And they got together. They said their introductions and hellos. And the guy doing the interview, the executive, looks behind him and sees a picture of Vince Lombardi on the wall, like this poster of, of, of Vince Lombardi. And he says, hey, before we start, I have to ask you, is that Vince Lombardi I'm looking at behind your wall? And the guy says, yeah. He's like, tell me about that. He said, well, you know, he's an inspiration to me. His dedication, his discipline, his determination, like when I you know, go about my day, I kind of try to lean into those words. The executive says, that is really coincidental. That's funny. He said, when I was in high school, for my senior paper, my term paper, I wrote a paper on Vince Lombardi because of dedication, discipline, and determination. That was the name of my term paper. And that was like, you know, 45 years ago. <laughs> so they had a bond right away. Within 15 or 20 minutes, they both recognized. The candidate recognized this was not a job that he really wanted to pursue. And the executive kind of knew after some questioning he wasn't a good fit. And they both came to that, you know, uh, even though the, the call was scheduled for an hour, Within about 20 minutes, they knew you know, it wasn't going to be a fit. But during the interview, the gentleman mentioned that he had two teenage uh, children. And before they hung up, the executive said, hey, you know, you're talking about your children. Tell me more about, you know, tell me more about them. What, what are they like? What do they do? And they have this conversation about his children. And they go to hang up, and something keeps them from hanging up. And they have more life conversation and just talking in general about you know, uh, their journey through work and through life. And, they say, okay, great, let's just stay connected. You know, if I can help you in any way, I'll stay connected. And they go to hang up again. And before they do, 
the executive just stops and he says, hey, wait, you know, before we hang up, I just, I'm feeling, you know, compelled here. Is there something I could pray with you about? And the gentleman bowed his head for like a good minute. And he lifted up his head and his lips were quivering and his eyes were moist. And he said, yeah, can you pray for my mom? And so the executive said, sure, um, what's going on with your mom? And again, he bowed his head, another good minute. Now he came up and tears are streaming down his face. Voices trembling and cracking. He said, he said she's got cancer. And the gentleman leaned in again and he said, can, can I ask what kind of cancer? And they said, pancreatic cancer. And it's bad. And uh, the, the executive doing the interview said, listen, God ordained this call for us today that had nothing to do with a job. That was nothing. And the gentleman said, what are you talking about? And the man said, I lost my wife to pancreatic cancer in 2013. And she fought for two and a half years. I fought every insurance battle. I went through every procedure, every chemo, every radiation, surgeries, all every, the journey of the emotional struggles of the journey of family and friends and internally what I battled with. And I was, I didn't know why God put, you know, put me through that. But since that's happened, he's put me in touch with people like you. Anything you need, anything you want to know from the experience, if you're having troubles of any kind, I want you to know that God put me here for you. And I am so grateful for that opportunity to serve God in this way. And then they prayed. The man wept when he hung up. The executive he wept tears of pain. He wept tears of joy. And he thanked God for putting him in that, in that place in that moment. It was a spirit of abundance. He lived with that spirit of abundance, right? That gratitude. Proverbs 11.25 says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. That man refreshed that other man, right? Amen. And 107.1, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. That was a moment giving thanks to God for he is good. He is so good. So the next time, whether it's all the way to next Thanksgiving or you just think about it, if you take 30 seconds and you just say, man, what am I really grateful for in my life? What am I grateful? I'm grateful for God. I'm grateful for Jesus Christ who came to earth as both God and man to die on the cross for me and atone for my sins. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit who walks with me and is with me. I am grateful for God's love, his mercy, his kindness, his grace, his, his forgiveness, all unconditionally. I'm grateful for when he has healed. I'm grateful for the miracles of my life. I'm grateful for the miracles of birth. I'm grateful for everything. I am most grateful to be able to worship God, praise God, love God. And I'm grateful for the hope that I have in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Father God, would you pray with me just real quickly? Father God, we're so grateful for this chance to share this message in our hearts. We're so grateful for the season that we're in right now. And we're so grateful for the hope we find in Christ Jesus. As we leave here today, Lord, maybe may we be filled with your spirit. Maybe we be filled with your love. Maybe just feel your grace around us. And we just ask you to bless everyone in this congregation, Lord, as they leave here today. In your name we pray. Amen.
We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.